Hi, I'm Stacy Middlebrooks, Inner Power Priestess and Purpose Igniter, best-selling author and soon-to-be PhD. I left a successful corporate career in global HR and global DEI after 25 years to step into the fullness of my purpose and amplify my impact in the world. Now, I use my experience, education, and expertise to help Wayshower women create a life beyond their dreams by moving them from fear to freedom so they can step into the fullness of their gifts without compromising who they are or their standards. And hello, I am Jill Hyman, dream life embodiment guide and best-selling author. I am a sacred activator of dreams, helping you alchemize your vision into reality. I flirt with life by living in the both and believing you can have it all. As a former collegiate athlete and having spent nearly 20 years in corporate sales, the doing became an easy routine. This is why I now guide powerhouse women to flow from overdrive into purpose-driven. Together, we will bring calm guidance to integrate your spiritual, professional, and personal journey. We help you anchor into what is yours to be and do in this lifetime. You can count on us to engage in raw conversation about our real, authentic experiences. Together, we are the bridge between worlds and beyond barriers. We are taking you on an intuitive journey guided by our higher selves. We'll also be sitting down with some really epic humans, luminaries, who will enlighten us all still is your portal to deepen the integration of you. Thank you for being here. Now let's flow into today's show. Mm. Hey, sister. Mm. Well, hello. We are bringing you all a, another series. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty excited to bring this one forward, bring this one into the light. Gosh, collectively, Stacy and I have over almost over 40 years of corporate America uh, experience, sales, marketing, DEI, HR. And so we felt it very profound as we are guided within this beautiful still uh, podcast to bring forward the series that we're titling Break the System. And let us know what that means to you. Like what does system mean to you? So we're going to have, if you tuned in, we had Wounded Feminine. This is going to be around all things breaking the system. And today we're really diving into this facade, this organizational facade that companies, organizations, systems put forward to put on this good face, this good front. Marketing is such a gem in this realm of, (laughs) hey, so um, we're going to dive in to all of this. This is going to be juicy indeed. And um, what, is, what does system mean to you, Stacy? Well, right now it means a turning of my stomach, just even hearing it. Um, oh, yeah, I just feel the heaviness of it. Even the word, just system, it just feels not human because it's not. And what it means to me uh, from my experience in corporate and even before I got into corporate, 
I was in old school telemarketing and sales and all of that. There was a system there as well, call center system. Oh my gosh, that's a whole culture in and of itself. But what it means is, um, as you talked about, Jill, it is the facade. Like there are systems that are in place to keep the facade going. So when I think of system, I'm just reminded of being in meetings where we're deciding corporate values. What are the core values? What are the guiding principles we're operating under? And it's integrity and respect and dignity and all of these really wonderful things. And then systems get put in place that completely obliterate integrity and respect and dignity. And the facade is what gets what gets really rewarded and acknowledged is the bad behavior of the people. Because let's be honest, the culture really is the collective lived experience of the people in an organization. That's what the culture really is. I don't care what your core values are, hanging on the wall, a mission statement, DEI council puts out a strategy and whatever that is, all right. But the reality is my lived experience in your organization, yeah, I'm experiencing the culture, how it breathes, how it lives every single day. And there's, in my experience, in my own experience as an employee, as a leader, and then as a consultant, working with organizations to help them with DEI strategy and implementation and vision and all of that, there is this facade. And that is not to say that there aren't some individuals out there with true intentions and and the best laid plans. Yeah, this is where this work actually sits and thrives. The reality is it's not happening in the day-to-day lives of the people who work in the organization by and large. These are broad generalizations we're going to be making everybody because I know people will jump in and like, not my company, not my manager, not this. <laughs> and I want to tell you that unfortunately, everything that you're bringing up would be the exceptions to the norms. We're talking about the norms traditionally, historically, and what's still going on. So the system is broken. Yeah. System there is something work. I really want to pinpoint on this too within system for me is, yeah, it's the system that is built in whatever industry you find yourself. It is a system, whether you are in healthcare, government, education, um, you know, consumer packaged goods, whatever industry that you are finding yourself in, this is, this is a system. It is a, it is a organism that has been operating for a very long time. And um, the other pieces is when, um, when the time came that money was the most important piece and money was the, the um, go-to all be it, you know, takes, takes the lead before values, before people's people, people like humans interaction that I think is, is a, is a whole other thing that could be a whole other, other piece. But I wanted to, to like anchor that in with systems. If you're out there listening and you know, this is what we're talking about within the systems. And this facade is like this fakeness. You know, I've definitely found myself in different situations, organizations throughout my entire career where it's, it's like revolting 
what is put out there for the broad public mm-hmm. and then to be inside an organism that is i mean the best way i could put it like dying feel, feels like absolute death like misalignment mm-hmm. for myself um and you know i i also want to point out like if you are out there listening maybe you are in a unicorn situation I know I definitely find myself in a super unicorn, um, you know, place right now, but that I'm also so aware given the path and the different places I've been, how unicorn it is when, when the facade is like, we take back the veil and get back to the core, which is the people. And I know you've seen this time and time again with your consulting and within your leadership roles of, okay, like DEI, this matters now. And, oh, now we need to focus on diversity. Uh, okay, looking around the room, it's all white people. We need to focus on diversity now. And then it becomes this whole place where then, you know, a woman as yourself is called in to like, let's make this work. So then it's, another facade band-aid on the real systematic situation. Yes. <laughs> to all of that. And, you know, this historically has been what I've seen dating back like to when I started this work in the nineties. Yup. I'm that old. Uh, but starting with compliance. Okay. So now it's not compliance. It's compliance and diversity. We need to have a more diverse workforce. I just popped in my, I remember working at an organization which shall remain unnamed in the nineties where we were doing diversity recruitment. Well, I was doing diversity recruitment and basically I had a leader tell me who was one of the um, descendants of the founders of the organization say, what do we need this for? Like, I feel like everybody's equal and we should all be treated with respect. Um, but I don't need quotas. I don't need like, oh, X number of women in my organization. Now that makes me a better company just because we have 50% women and 50% men and like this whole kind of thing was just coming up. Um, but at the end of it, he said, and by the way, Stacy, if we have to do this diversity thing, this spin, that's what he called it. If we have to do this diversity thing, this spin, then yeah, I guess you would be the one to do it because you're a woman and you're African-American. And um, so yeah, you should represent it. <laughs> I remember being in my early 20s and going, this is not my problem to fix. I am going to lead some things, but this is not for me to fix. It's not HR's problem to fix. This is an institutional issue that is comprised of multiple systems that support all kinds of things, marginalization, disenfranchisement. And I'm talking just in corporate because that's my experience. But what I shared with him and others along the way, it's like, in reality, corporate is just a microcosm of society at large. Just because we show up to some office or some factory or some 
wherever we show up to work doesn't mean we forget who we are out in these streets. If you're a nasty individual out in these streets, you're probably going to be a nasty individual when you come to work. Mm. If you are a heart-centered and heart-led human in these streets, you're probably going to show up and be heart-led and heart-centered. And it doesn't mean that you're doing everything right or well. It just means that you're you're starting at a better place. But the facade is that we're really thinking that we can put all these flowery words, shout out to my daddy who always talks about the flowery words. Yeah, Ronnie. Um, we love you, daddy. <laughs> love, love you. Put all these flowery words around it. And what I've seen from the 90s till now is really this slow evolution. There are some spikes that come with certain social and civil events and world events. And to your point, it's like, oh, we got to focus on diversity now. Oh, wait, it's not about diversity. We have to focus on inclusion. Yeah. Oh, wait, we need to focus on belonging. Oh, Those yeah. Those pop words. Those pop All words. Of this. And I'm not diminishing it because, yeah, I spent my, my career doing this work. I'm so passionate about it. And it still really upsets me that in this day and age, 2024, we are still having the same conversations that I was having in the 90s. So let's call it what it is. Like these systems are put in place to support patriarchy and to support capitalism and competition over collaboration and collective advance. That's not what this is. Here's the other reality for people. I, I laugh about this because I remember going, what are you talking about? My side hustles during my corporate career, especially early on, because I saw the facade very clearly and very early, it was like, oh, yeah, this, this ain't it. Mm -mm. I'm not guaranteed to be retiring here with a gold pin. That's not happening. Um, the gold let me make this pin, do what though. I need. You get Let's, the gold pin. You know, you get the <laughs> Yay, years. you worked here for 70,000 years. Yay. Seven pin. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I've been to too many of my grandparents and you know elderly people in my lives, retirement parties. Yeah, that I knew that wasn't going to be my bag. So no. But people get, oh, you're in that network marketing. Oh, that's a Ponzi scheme. Oh, that's this, that's that. Meanwhile, I'm I'm stacking money on the side because I know that's my way out. And I remember telling somebody, it's like, actually, corporate is a Ponzi scheme. Corporate is a pyramid. They're like, no, it's not. Mm. You are never going to make more money than that CEO. You are never going to rise higher in the ranks than that CEO. It is designed to be the to keep you here. It and you can advance, but the higher you go, the less opportunities there are for you to go higher because there's nowhere else the to legit go. legit glass ceiling. It's the pyramid. I can see, the straight I can see everything pyramid. up to the top. It's a glass ceiling. It's a sticky floor. It's all kinds of things that we call in the DEI space, especially for specific, historically marginalized populations. It's all of that. And then we say, it's a meritocracy. I'm calling BS on that. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's the facade. Do A, B, and C to meet these requirements and fulfill these things and we'll recognize you and reward you. You do A, B, and C, you do A through Z and you're still not recognized and rewarded when someone else who only did A is. 
recognized and rewarded. I mean, and you advanced. do AA plus ZZ does not equal exactly getting right. This is not I, a true meritocracy. That's a facade. I want to um, go back to the the um, like pure like what's the word? Dis. It's not dissatisfaction. The like anguish and honestly the sadness of it is 2024 and you are hearing the same things from the nineties. When we pause and take a look at other systems within technology, the evolution of other systems, if we're thinking of like tech, um, science, some of the other, the speed and the evolution Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's, it's a, a question of like, and why is this one so slow? Is it because it's such a human, it's a human place where such high level egos are unable to mm-hmm. be sat aside? Is it, and I'm asking these questions, if you're out there listening, like these are questions for everyone, all of us me, everyone to be asking, like, is my ego so strong that I won't sit aside? If you are on some of these boards, you are making some of these decisions. Like, what is your focus when you're looking around, you're having these large, you know, team meetings, team, you know, retreats, whatever the things are that you're doing. Cause I'm seeing a lot of these being posted on LinkedIn, you know, into like, it's like new year and you're doing Mm -hmm. your strategy stuff and all these things. And like, where is, where is your, your true focus? And beyond that, beyond the focus is like, what are you trying to hide by not evolving at a quicker speed? And I know like you've gone into some crazy situations because we've chatted about them and it's like, I just remember the one conversation we had when you went in because some of these organizations, it's like, it it does take a consultant at a specific level to be like, I remember your word, Stacey, like, nah, you have an ugly baby. This is mm-hmm. ugly. And to, to call it mm-hmm. forward to the level of like, cause here's the thing, this is in, in our lives and our relationships and everything. We can't yeah. see it clearly because sometimes you're just so in it. Yes. And here's the other facade that comes with these systems is that you could be inside and see it very clearly and completely experience it and be saying it. You could say it to your mm. blue in the face. You could scream it from the mountaintops and your organization, in these cases I'm talking about, will not hear you will not hear you, but they'll bring someone like me in from the outside to come in and basically echo what you've been saying for years. And they'll go, this is is brilliant. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is the status where we are right now. Oh, when we show them the lay of the land and we hold up the mirror and all of that. And they'll believe what, what an external consultant will say and not listen to the people who are living and breathing the culture every single day. That has always been something that was astounding to me, especially being in leadership roles and thinking, mm. well, now I'm at this level. Now 
you know, I'm at the global level, setting the strategy, contributing to the overall strategy for the company, blah, blah, blah. Surely they'll hear me now when I'm saying, this is what it is. Here's how we need to move forward. Nah. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Well, let's bring in blank and blank and associates or whomever. And they just come in and say what I've been saying, say what my whole team, say what we all have been saying. And then they'll have the conversations with us. Like, we're not telling you guys anything new. Like you've been saying this to us the whole time as we've been consulting, they're hearing it. And sometimes your message is better received from a different messenger. Got it, understand. But at the root of it, like these organizations are in business for themselves, for competition, for profit, for money. This is not a moneymaker in direct comparison to like sales or engineering. Like that's the bread and butter of the organization. So all of these other things are like, ah, it's people stuff, drill people stick it in HR or stick it in a circle of excellence. You yeah. know what? No, no. This is where <laughs> there's been quite a bit of, of research, obviously in the last couple of years, I think as um, folks have really been taking um, into account their own well-being and organizations realizing, oh, yeah. which I mean, COVID slapped this all in front of our faces of there is actual ROI when the people absolutely are listened to, when the culture is the number one, when actuality, not a facade, when the actual root of the culture of the living and breathing organism that is the people because without the people, where is the organism that is the organization? When they are the focus, I think there are a lot more report. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but it is, it is. The stats are everywhere. People it's can an go astounding. Look. <laughs> we could Google it right now for you to get it's, these it's if you there. need it. And then we will asterisk it and say, go to the appendix in my presentation <laughs> today. It's. It's the action, it's it's the it's the truth. And it's so blinding all of this feedback that's available. Um, that it does come back to the question of like questioning the organization, like what are you really trying to hide? And it is that absolute attachment to competition, to to capitalism. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the place that really gets to be broken. Like we get to break yeah. that old. Break it all. Because if we're not breaking it and we're just patching it, band-aiding it, doing that, we are talking about a slow evolution that I don't really know will get us where we really say we want to go. I mean, I've it's the same thing since the 90s. Let's revolution. go. Like break this. It should be a revolt. <laughs> like this is revolting. Break it. Let's build it. And there, there's a whole other school of thought on okay, then who would build it? Got it. That's a whole other thing. We're just talking about the systems as they exist now. And then here's the other system, rewards and recognition system that gets to be broken. And look, I, I fully participated in this. The golden handcuffs from corporate or other systems. It's like, yeah, we're going to treat you like this. Or yeah, we're going to dangle all this stuff in front of you. Like we're moving toward inclusivity. We're moving toward belonging. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there miserable, but now you're what? 
10 years into it, eight years, five years, 20 years, whatever, and you've established a particular lifestyle, you've bought the house, you've bought the car, you now have vacations you go on. Oh, you only drink certain water now and not this one. Like you've shifted and the recognition comes that, oh, if I walk away, like there's a, a safety and security paternal taking care of from the corporate space that gets locked in. You're like, man, I don't want to go somewhere else and start from scratch. Like I'm here. And then if I go somewhere else, maybe I have to start here. So you stay, you stay, you stay. You might be looking for another role. You know, I found another gig, cool. And maybe you go here to here or even in the promoted area. You're still in the same golden handcuffs because they've got you by stock options. They've got you by giving back in your name. They've got you by all these other things. But at its core, the system is still the system. And it's still working against, perhaps, your very principles and your core values. And yet we stay. And that is not judgment. That is just the reality. We stay because we feel like we're beholden to this system that takes care of us. And it feels good. I loved having my house. I loved having my car. I loved my vacations. I loved all of those things. Yeah. Why would I walk away from that? And oh, now that I put so much time in, it's like a bad relationship. Like, oh, now I'm so invested. I'll just stick it out. No, no. That's something that also gets to be broken. Yeah. We're going to dive into this. If you all stay with us on this series, Um, the next episode, we're really going to bring forward self because right like this, right now we're really honing in on the organization and what's going on behind the scenes and this is a call forward i don't even like that call forward it's just like take the action like break the facade because if you're listening to this and you are having pings of like oh dang yeah mhm I sat on that council. I sat in those conversations. I called forward the consultants. I was in those rooms. Hmm. This is all, this is all that this conversation is, 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 um, and evoking is a, what facade is being played out right now? If there is one, if there is one, we're not saying this is, you know, happening everywhere. It's not great job calling forward the organizations that are putting, you know, the people, which is again, the breathing part of the organism, the people first, but like really take into account some of these things, you know, that Stacy has said, um, around, I mean, this is, this is literally what you spent years and years. You're so devoted to this work. I know you still take on, um, clients, um, definitely by application at this juncture, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's time. The nineties music was fun and all, but like, let's, I mean, I, yeah, I'm envisioning a world and I don't even know if it's realistic, but I'm envisioning a world where 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now, 
people are not still having the same conversation about the systems that need to be broken in corporate America, in academia, in healthcare, in government, wherever it is you work, at the hair salon, in retail, like wherever it is. What are the things that need to be done to break the systems? They're already broken. And yet they're still working really, really well for the oppression and suppression of so many people. So that's what we're talking about breaking. And maybe individually as part of the collective in these systems, your contribution is breaking the silence. Maybe your contribution is being the person in those meetings, calling it out and going, wait, this is not lining up with what we said we value." oh, this is not lining up with what we said we really want to see happen for the people in our organization. We say flexible work. We say, you know, all these things. And yet at midnight, I'm the leader and I'm sending out emails and I'm on Slack doing all this stuff. I could say all I want to say, I'm setting this example that this is the culture I'm creating on my team, in my organization. This is what has to get broken. Like these are the behaviors mm. that have to well, get broken. We gonna break it. We are breaking it in this series. Let us tell you, we are doing um, what we can, which is using our voice and our life experiences to just bring some of this to the light. And yeah, so I think this is a good a good juncture today. We'll we'll close out with this very first part one of this break the system series little journey we're going to go on together. Um, we'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, like share this, please share this with someone that mm, needs yeah. to hear, hear these words right now. Um, and until next time, we're sending you a lot of love. We are. Stay tuned. There's so much juiciness in this series. What an honor it was to spend time with you today. We want to hear from you. Let us know in the comments what topic you desire us to chat on next. If you want more Still in your life, head to stilloriginalpodcast.com. If you'd like to see the full video episode, check out our YouTube community at Still Original Podcast. And we would be so grateful for you to share this episode with someone you know it may serve. We will see you next week, same time, same place, and always, still. We are powerful. We are magical. We are, yes, we are still. We are powerful and magical. We can be still.